the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. It's the Combat Cast, and we are live with the man they call Dave Chevaruni. All right, everybody, we're going to talk about some fights coming up this weekend. But first, hit him with that schedule. All right, September 10th, we have UFC 279, Kamaya versus Diaz. Then September 17th, UFC Fight Night Sandhagen versus Yudong. And then at the end of September, there are no UFC fights, so we will be covering Bellator 285. That's Henderson versus Queeley. All I right. think that's how his, his last name is pronounced. Yeah, We know Ooh. Henderson, obviously. Maybe we'll have some kind of surprise, too. What we got cooking up for that one championship. We wanted to talk about it before we got on. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson getting his title back. Yeah, he got his belt back in uh, KO, a brutal knee walk-off KO, which Mm -hmm. is similar to the way that he got finished to lose his belt. So it was super great matchup between these two. That was Marias's first knockout loss. And the previous fight, it was DJ's first knockout loss. So I assume we're going to see some sort of rubber match between these guys. And I'm excited to see it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. DJ's so good. I remember when he was fighting Dodson early in his career and Dodson had knocked him down a couple of times and really gave him a good fight and came out strong. Everybody was talking about, oh, Dodson's going to be the one, you know, and DJ just puts a hurting on Dodson and, you know, Benavides too. They're like, oh, you know, DJ's, he's a, he's a decision guy. Though. He's a decision guy. Fucking lays out Benavides a couple Three seconds. matches. Is that Mighty Mouse is so good at what he does and he's so calculated. He wins a lot of decisions because he goes out there just to dominate a fight. But if the opening arises, like he can take you out. And he was one of the first fighters I really saw that. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were mentioning those previous fights, those finishes he got, they were in the rematches. So, you know, when he goes back with his coach, Matt Hume, who is a MMA genius, the Phil Jackson to, you know, DJ's Michael Jordan kind of thing. So when they go back and, and look at the tape, formulate the game plan, you know, DJ goes out and executes it perfectly. And that's why you see him getting those finishes in those rematches for sure. Yeah, he's one of the best in the world, and he's got equally one of the best camps. And he's also involved in one of those camps where they're probably hyper-focused on him, too. For sure. Now, another news before we talk about this weekend's fight. It has been discussed that we looks like we will be getting that Anderson Silva-Jake Paul fight. If there is an MMA fighter that's going to beat Jake Paul in boxing, we've talked about Silva's probably the guy. And I find it interesting that to discuss a weight is going to be 185. I feel like that favors Jake I'm sorry. I think that actually favors Anderson Silva 
Yeah. I, I was surprised at that. And I want to say, Jake, because I figured that's what they usually do. We're going to stack this, you know, against him. But uh, it doesn't appear that's what they're doing. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about this when it gets closer. But for me, if he beats Anderson, Jake will have my respect for sure. I know that, you know, he's not going to get it from everyone because they're going to say, oh, you beat a 50 year old man or whatever like that. But Anderson is anderson so and, and he's three and oh in professional boxing he's embarrassing guys in there i mean he just beat julio caesar chavez jr who was a world champion in boxing you know granted i'm sure that he didn't take it super seriously but anderson looked phenomenal and, and i think jake paul's got a real fight on his hands and i would put a lot of money on anderson for this fight for sure it's not an, a, a guy that's a boxer that's fighting anderson like he's laying them out it's yeah. not like what we're seeing with jake like he's laying people out within the first minute so it's an interesting fight i can see why they took it because he's a big name and he is older so they probably do think they can do this but it's a good yeah. step up in his career too yeah it is it's probably the most, the most dangerous fight he's had Absolutely. Now, is there any fights before we get to this week's fight night that you want to profile that's not on the main card here? Just Nazardine Amayov versus Joaquin Buckley fight that's on the prelims. You know, mm. Buckley's a super exciting fighter. This is his first opportunity to break into the top 15. I think Amayov is like number 11 or 12 or something like that. So Amayov beat Shabazian and Ian Heinish. So uh, they're super tough guys. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Amayov versus decision though, via decision. Close fight, but I, I have to go with Nazardine. All right. Speaking of close fights, first fight on this main card, which was, by the way, is Gon versus Tayavasa be the gone tie by some fight card but the first fight on his main card charles judane versus nathaniel wood judane is 13 5 and 1 he's got eight ko's four subs he's coming off a tough loss to shane burgos who is one of the best fighters at featherweight maybe not like the you know top five but he you know the top five is amazing but now burgos is going on to another uh, i think pfl right pfl yep but this fight was super close like you know there was arguable judane could have won this and absolutely on stronger as the fight went on and nathaniel wood 18 and 5 9 ko's five subs nathaniel wood is not gonna be easy competition at all i'm just looking at some of this championship of competition performance of the night fight of the night cage wars bantamweight champion yeah i don't know i'm gonna go with judane just because i was so impressed in that loss against shane burgos but i bet you it's a decision yes so this is a featherweight fight that's what Charles Jordan has fought at for, I believe, his entire UFC career, at least. So Nathaniel Wood has fought at Bantamweight, like you said. I think that is going to factor into this fight. Jordan is good everywhere, and I think being the bigger guy is only going to help him. His cardio is still great. You know, that's what you have to worry about with those smaller guys. And I really think that Charles is so much better than his record shows, and he's looking better and better in each fight. Like you said, that Burgos fight was really close, like, absolutely razor thing could have went either way so i too am gonna go with him but I, I think he gets a third round tko yeah i can see it coming on late and i just want to point out though nathaniel wood he made his featherweight debut his last fight with a decision victory over charles rosa so you know hopefully for him he is probably getting a little used to this going up and weight and fighting but yeah judean is a tough customer we're gonna we're gonna really see what nathaniel wood is like at this weight class for sure uh -huh. this is a great measuring stick for him another featherweight fight i'm not really as familiar with these guys 
Looks like it's William Gomez, 10 and 2, 6 KOs, 1 sub. And Gerano Aruns, 13, 3 and 1, 3 KOs, 5 subs. You can say their names better and maybe you can give me a prediction. <laughs> All right. So I didn't know anything about either one of these guys before doing the research for this fight. So what I've seen, Gomez seems to be a KO artist yep. and he's French. So listen to my conspiracy theory here. Okay. Uh, so the UFC is trying to build their brand in Europe, right? This mm -hmm. is their first event in France. So obviously they would like, you know, the French audience to be excited. Cyril Gan is not exciting at all. He's the other French fighter on the card, right. on the main card. He's not exciting at all. So I think they're setting up a Renz to get KO'd here to make the fans happy. I'm going to say, and also, you know, they'd like to build another French star, another European star. So I, I think that I'm going to go with Gomez by KO in round one. All right. I'm going to agree. I like the conspiracy theory. Yeah. We got like all right, lightweight fight. John McDessey versus Nazrat Hapazrat? Hackparast. Hackparast. Hackparast is... 13 and 5, 9 KOs, 4 decisions. And McDessie is 18 and 7, 9 KOs, 9 decisions. McDessie's been around for a while. Really good journeyman fighter. I feel like Nazareth is a little more well rounded, though, of the two. I like Nazareth. I also see this one going decision. Though. Yeah. So both these guys have been going to decision lately, not looking the best. But I think that this matchup, the UFC matched them up because of their styles. Both of them are the type that if they get hit, they're going to. Uh, you know try to get one back mm -hmm. and that you know lends this fight to become a brawl so it'll probably i would assume someone gets KO'd i'm a fan of nazareth but i think in a firefight i'd go with mcdessey so i'm gonna go with mcdessey in, in a round two ko and i hope that doesn't happen because I, I like nazareth all right then we have alessio the circle taking on roman kopilov see if we got that right but uh alessio is 13 6 six ko's four subs Roman is eight and two, seven KOs and one decision. Roman's got a lot of knockouts under that record. I'm a little more Felicio. I feel like he's had a little bit better competition, but maybe we're trying to get some new people over here. I'll go upset. Roman, round one, KO. Yeah, neither guy has looked good lately. Roman's two losses in his career are his first and second UFC fight. So <laughs> Alessio has been, he's one to get in a firefight too. And I don't think that this is the guy that you want to get in a fight in a firefight with though. So I think that Roman's probably worked out his UFC jitters now. You know, he might be a little bit nervous that if he loses that third one, he's getting the boot. But I think that Alessio's going to be there to hit. And I think Roman's going to work the body early and he's going to knock out Alessio in round three. There you go. Randy, Oscar. Uh, asked if we see any big knockouts this weekend. We see a couple already we talked about, but stay tuned. We're going to talk about the main event pretty soon. But first, a co-main event when I was doing the research for this card that had fallen under my radar that I'm super excited about. Marvin Vittori versus Robert Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles. All right. Let's look at the stats here. Vittori is 18-5-1, two KOs, nine subs, seven decisions, performance of the night twice. He's coming off a victory over Paulo Costa, fighting the night before with Jack Manson. Robert Whitaker, man, what can you say? 23-6, nine KOs, five subs, nine decisions, former middleweight champion, former interim middleweight champion, ultimate fighter on Australia. He's fighting the night five times. The guy is a warrior. He's absolutely one of the best in the world. Marvin Vittori has been basically beating everybody right now that's not Israel Adesanya. 
to me, this is really the two best middleweights in the world, not style bender at this point. Going to be a super close fight. Should be a really good fight. It is really like I think Marvin Vittori has a real shot at eating Robert Whitaker. But man, until you're style bender and you show me otherwise, I don't know who's really beating Whitaker. So because the other guy, Jared Kennier, who's been beating everybody else up too, he wasn't able to beat Whitaker either. So I feel like Whitaker is number two in this weight class. Although Vittori, I think, is also, I mean, Kennier's right there too. So number three, number four, but I like Whitaker in this one. I'll go decision because it's only three rounds. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think this is going to be fight of the night. Both guys are just the toughest of the tough for sure. You know, if you're not sure, look at Whitaker versus Yoel and those two fights they had. And then Vittori versus Costa, like they're just the toughest guy. So I don't see either guy getting put to sleep, but I bet both guys have long layoffs after this fight, medical layoffs after this fight. So I just think that Whitaker's a bit more technical with his karate style and his in and out and his wrestling is definitely better. Although Vittori has looked much better, vastly improves in between each fight. I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to go with Whitaker by a super close decision. I don't think either guy's going to lose very much stock in this fight. No, I agree. Randy, do we need to get some AJ Strange Bro on this podcast? Uh, we'll see, Andy. <laughs> uh, conflicts become an issue there, but you never know. We've talked about it in the past, you know. Main event time. Zero gone, 10 and 1, four KOs, three subs, three decisions, well rounded. This guy was an interim UFC heavyweight champion, performance of the night twice. He didn't beat all the top heavyweights, you know, not Francis Nagano. I and mean, then he got tied to Avasa, 14 and 3, 13 KOs, only one decision. Performance of the night four times. It's just when you look at Ty's run, he's just been on a great, great run. But he's kind of reminded me of like a newer version of Derek Lewis, though, in a sense that I'm not seeing something there. Not saying he is improved skill wise and he's good, but I'm not seeing something that makes me believe he's one of the top two, three heavyweights in the world. But with that improvement, his knockout power, he's dangerous. He seems to have momentum, which is big. But man, I want this guy to win because he's such a likable guy. He's so fun. Cyril Gaon, to me, has shown to be the more technical fighter. He knows how to hit. This is the debut in France. Like, to me, this is just to get this guy back on track. Fuck it. I'll go <laughs> <die> to Avasa. <laughs> Round four, KO. Oh my gosh. We're really on the same page here. So, Ghana's going to try to make this the most boring fight in history. Mm -hmm. We'll be glad that this card, that this main card started at 3 p.m. Eastern when this fight happens for sure. So, Ghana's going to throw one leg kick or one jab and then circle away from Ty the entire fight. That will be all he does. That will be literally the only thing he does throw one kick, one jab, and circle away. So Ty's going to have to chase him the entire fight. So I'm really hoping that he can cut off the cage at some point in the 25 minutes that he has and land just one shot to stun Gon. And then, you know, his killer instinct takes over. Once he stuns Gon, he's going to jump all over him, blow his gas tank, and, and hopefully get the finish. That's what he wants to do. It's very likely that Gon just keeps circling and tapping him the entire fight and we get the most boring fight in history. But I'm going to say that Ty 
lands that one punch and then follows up with a barrage. And I'm incredibly biased, but I'm going to say round four TKO for yeah. Tai Tuivasa. We get to see Shuey's in France. Let's go. Yeah, I think he just agreed, even though it's actually more possible that he needs to get the knockout early. <laughs> I figure it's going to be that late round, maybe, where just if you're not expecting it, that's going to be the giant upset. Yeah, and, Gon gets complacent, and, you know, and Ty holds power into the later rounds, even though he does have the best cardio, he holds power still. So I know, think it's too, not outside the realm of possibility, but is it the most likely outcome? Probably not. I think if you're the OC, too, like you can't be mad if Ty Tuavasa pulls this off because he's such a like likable guy you can just see the momentum oh yeah in it. yeah like he's super Ty, marketable and nobody yeah. dislikes tai tuamasa yeah coming out to like you know his like barbie girl barbie you know yeah. yeah i can't wait to see what his walkout is in france you know good he's the best i love that guy all right let's hit people with our schedule one more time september 10th ufc 279 kamaya versus diaz and Tony Ferguson is fighting the leech on that card as well. That That's basically the entire card. And then September 17th, UFC Fight Night, Sandhagen versus Yudong. Very good Bantamweight matchup. And then September 24th, we're going to be previewing Bellator 285, Henderson versus Queeley. And we'll maybe come up with something else for you guys. Yeah. So this fight night, just to remind everyone, Gone versus Tuivasa, main card starts at 3 p.m. Eastern. So thank you, Dana. Appreciate that. All right, guys, that's it for the combat cast. We'll see you at the fights. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 